Psychedelic, surf, and rockabilly. You'll want to tune into the Desperate Hours with Alex every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on WMFO Medford. We pride ourselves on the high moral standards of our program. And I mean that sincerely. We don't resort to sex or crime or violence or drinking on the programs. It's great music from the has-beens, should-have-beens, woulda-couldas, and never-wers from the 1950s all the way up through to the present day. (laughs) Connect with Alex and the Desperate Hours on Facebook and listen on Thursday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Only here on Tufts Freeform Radio, 91.5 on your FM dial and on the web at WMFO.org. There's no crime in giving yourself over to pleasure.
I followed you up here. Well, I don't know about that. Mainly because knowing about that would involve knowing about some pathetic, ridiculous, and absolutely true things about myself. I'd rather not admit to right now. I woke up at 3 a.m. with the radio on, that Gladys Knight and the Pip song on about how she'd rather live in his world with him than live in her own world alone. 
And I laid there, head spinning, trying to fall asleep, and I thought to myself, Oh, Gladys, girl, I love you, but Pleasant good morning to you wherever you may be, however you may be listening. This is indeed the Shukri Wright Show, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Touch Reform Radio. Streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Thank you for making the show part of your Wednesday morning as we are coming to you live from the WMFO studios in Medford. I apologize, I am terribly late. And so was the historic moment last night. That was LeBron James in Los Angeles at Crypto.com Arena setting the new NBA scoring record all-time previously held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The call that you heard was of Brian Anderson of TNT on the call of that historic moment in sports last night. As we're going to lead off the show this morning again, I sincerely apologize for being late. It's been um, it's been rather a very less than ideal morning for me personally. So I'll just leave it at that. So the number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call into the show as we're going to begin talking about LeBron James. Last night against the Oklahoma City Thunder, LeBron James broke one of the great one of the great records in sports, and that is the NBA all-time scoring leader Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I had some time to do some thinking and to to reflect this morning as I was making my way to the station to do the show and there's a lot that we could, you know, dissect and talked about and and everything when it comes to LeBron James. But the thing that stands out to me the most is is his longevity and his consistency throughout his entire NBA career, which is remarkable when you begin to think about the lowest that he ever averaged in terms of points per game in an NBA season, was 20. was a little bit more than 20 points per game. And that was during his rookie season of 2003-2004, when he came into the NBA. Ever since then, and every year, he has been able to average at least 25 points per game. Because that moment was so historic last night, I want to replay for you what 
the broadcast sounded like on TNT. So again, Brian Anderson on the call of this historic moment. Coming to the end of the third quarter, LeBron James is shot in history. from his mother, Gloria. The stars here coming in. Uh, the boys, Bryce and Bronny, Savannah's wife. I mean, what a terrific job by Brian Anderson encapsulating the moment, letting the moment breathe. And as you see, or rather as you saw, Last night, for those of you that stayed up late to watch the second game of the TNT doubleheader, LeBron James, I mean, what a moment. What a moment it was for the NBA, for for the entire basketball world. And this is why I personally think that as much as I despise the argument between Michael Jordan or LeBron James, who's the greatest of all time. I still lean to Michael Jordan. But I will say that this moment deserves a lot of discussion and a lot of talk and a lot of, you know, like introspect and retrospect and all of that stuff. For me, What truly has stood out in regards to LeBron James last night? Accomplishing a record that many people expected to stand a long time, and it did. Is the fact that the consistency as LeBron James has gotten older. You see... How often is it in professional sports do you see athletes get older and continue to perform at a high level? Stop me if you've heard about a guy named Tom Brady before in the NFL. We're not comparing football to basketball, no. That's not what this is. What this is is acknowledging a rarity, but what is also doing is acknowledging a possibility that as you get older and as you continue along in your career, it is possible to perform at a high level if you continue to take care of your body as you should. We just saw Tom Brady retire a week ago, or we at least think that he did. 
We see LeBron James at 37, 38 years old, still putting up monster numbers in the NBA. For his third franchise in his career, in which that, let's face it, over the last couple of years, it has been an absolute disappointment. But it isn't about the team this morning. It's about LeBron James and about the magnitude of the moment and the magnitude of what he just accomplished. For years, the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he has held or had held the NBA record. What LeBron did When you begin to think about how this man continued to set the bar for prolonged excellence on the basketball court, it is really amazing. Because the one thing that you could make as a comparable point or comparison is that Michael Jordan was not the same player at 38 or 39 that LeBron is currently at 37 going on 38 years old. I mean, it's the truth. I mean, I love love Michael Jordan at all, but you go back and you look at how many points per game Jordan scored on a a nightly basis versus LeBron, what he's doing now, it's not even even the, the same. LeBron James still has a capability to, to dominate and take over games, but he has a supporting cast that can also chip in as well, most notably Anthony Davis. And this year, coming off the bench, Russell Westbrook, who has been absolutely dynamite for the Lakers. But what has amazed me about LeBron James is, is the fact that when you begin to have the perspective of longevity, consistency, and greatness, you understand that what LeBron James just did is something that we may not see again in our lifetime. I mean, you really think about it. We may not see a moment like last night in the NBA what LeBron just accomplished again in our lifetime. This record, I think, is going to stand at least 40 years. At least 40. Because the game has changed. Yes, it's more of an offensive league now than it was 25, 30 years ago where it was defense, physicality that named the game. It's more predicated to, um, to the offense to create more points. And I will say this. LeBron James, when it's all said and done, this isn't about him being better than Michael Jordan because I don't think he'll ever be better than Michael Jordan. But I do think in terms of legacy, he is going to be right next to two other players in the NBA in terms of longevity 
dominance and impactful players of the game. And those other two players are, are um, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant. If you got thoughts on last night's historic moment, you can call into the show at 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to the show as there is a lot more to get into in terms of the show this morning. And again, I do apologize that I'm running really late. That's entirely on me. And I will do much better for the next show as well in that in that regard. Coming up next. Man, there's a lot of thoughts that I have this morning. But one of which that occurred to me while I was preparing for the show is something that, you know, stood out. I'm going to tell you exactly what that is coming up next on the Sugar Right Show here at 91.5 FMWMFO in Medford. It was a normal day. He was in some minor accident, a fender bender. And I had this impulse to call him, but I didn't because I thought I could call him later that week. He abandoned the car, he came home, and he shot himself without ever talking to anyone. When I came home that night and I found her, they told me that she had shot herself, and I couldn't believe it. I asked if he was okay. Taking a gun into your house uh, for protection is um, a terrible myth. Once you pull that trigger, that's it. There is no coming back. 65 Americans a day die by gun suicide. Store your gun securely, locked, unloaded, and away from ammunition. Help stop suicide. Learn more at infamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. The federal government alone spends $4.5 billion a year locking up people for drug offenses. It costs almost $28,000 a year just to incarcerate one prisoner. Compare that to the average annual tuition at a four-year public college, which is $5,491, and you realize that the drug war is blurring our nation's priorities. Taxpayers' money would be much better spent educating people instead of punishing them. Thanks to ever-increasing mandatory minimum drug sentences, an entire class of young people are being filtered into new supermax prisons while the resulting budget crunch forces the rest of us to go to old, dilapidated schools. The more money we dump into prisons, the less we have to invest in college campuses. Visit www.schoolsnotprisons.com to find out how you can get involved in the war against the war on drugs.
catching something from me that's been close to yours. Now I felt it creeping up every day, baby, right from the start. I know that look you give when we're fighting, we're fighting. Cause I used to be the one who was lying. Welcome back to the Shukri Ray Show, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford Touch, Free Farm Radio. Streaming nationwide on a tune and radio app and globally on WMFO.org. We're going to do a clock resets because of the fact that I started the show late. That it's thrown off the time entirely in regards to clock schedule, in regards to the show, when I go on break, when I... Uh, you know, when, when when I come back from break and whatnot and everything else uh, in between. So the next couple of minutes, we're going to um, just basically just talk. Like, we're going to talk about um, something that, that came up to my mind in which that I think was worth interesting to, to share and whatnot. It's been a very eventful week since last week. And, 
you know, like I'm kind of in this weird space right now where, where like, you ever feel like you're awaiting something, and just as you're awaiting something good, it's as if that you're suddenly fighting, finding yourself that you're fighting these demons, so to speak. And only you know what those demons are. That's kind of like where I, how I feel at the moment. Whereas, since last week, it, it's it, last week was just incredible, but it was also um, very it was it was emotional. It was also, you know, very rocky, so to speak, in terms of like you know grieving over my cousin's passing, which is which is still a thing. But at the same time. There were some, there was two really tremendous events that took place um, last week and wish that, you know, alhamdulillah, I'm really grateful for. But it's, it is now like the fighting of the, of like those things that you're trying to fight like in, internally that at times, I'll be honest with you, it, it, it gets hard. It gets really tired some, but. It's one of those things where you you tell yourself that it's just a temporary feeling. Do not allow the devil to make you think that what you're feeling temporarily is a permanent thing. And that's one of the pitfalls of the devil himself. So, yeah, it's just one of those things that's um, very much been on my mind. I'm grateful that today is Wednesday, which means that my radio show is on Wednesdays, especially Wednesday mornings, middle of the week. Perfect. I love Wednesdays because it tells me that we're just closer to the weekend. And thank goodness for that. So with that being said, it's time to go on break. Um, Coming up next on the other side of this break. Got to get my music first. On the other side of this music break, coming up next as we're doing a clock reset. I want to talk about weirdness of the day. And this is a new segment that I'm going to be introducing to you, the audience, in which that I talk about anything that kind of caught my attention or anything that's been on my mind. This segment is going to be all about me talking about it, venting in a way. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. On the other side of this break, you're listening to The Chicken Right Show, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. You want me, hate it when you cry You're scared to be lonely 
especially in the night. I'm scared that I'll miss you. Happens every time. I don't want this feeling. I can't afford love. I try to find reason to pull us apart. It ain't working, cause you're perfect. And I know that you're worth it. I can't walk away. Welcome back to the Sugar Red Show, 91.5 FM, WMFO, and Medford Touch Freeform Radio. Streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO. Globally on WMFO.org. The number to call in is 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636. As I'm here with you until 11 a.m. this morning here on 91.5 WMFO in Medford. Now, I want to introduce a, a brand new segment that I'm doing starting today. It's basically called weirdness it's called weirdness of the day basically whereas i'm going to talk to you about just everyday happenings in life everyday happenings that either has made me happy made me annoyed 
pissed me off for the sake of entertainment purposes. You know, because people oftentimes see you only as what you present yourself as. I get that. Because if you were to follow me on Twitter, you would only know me as, oh, you're the Bruins guy. Um, No, I am way more than just a Bruins guy. But you only know me as such because I post a ton of Bruins content. And that's how I built my platform, which has led to opportunities and blessings along the way. What I will also say is this. Sometimes you got to pull back the curtains a little bit, let the audience get to really know the real you. Because if there's one thing that I've learned about being a radio host in this market and this region is that people are going to quickly discover who you truly are. You can't BS your way up to success. You can't BS your way to greatness. You can't fool people here in this market. You can't fool people here locally because they are very keenly aware, especially if you're consistently good or even consistently great at what you do. They're going to get to know you pretty fast, especially if they're paying close attention. But here we are. We're sitting here doing a show. We're talking about sports. And we're talking about basically anything that comes to mind. But it's predominantly sports because this is a sports talk show. This is what I do best. This is one of those things in which that I oftentimes look around me. And I really do wonder. Are we truly surrounded by intellectual brilliance? Or are we more surrounded by the rise of abhorrent stupidity and glorified ignorance? Let me pose to you this. I personally believe we are now surrounded by glorified ignorance in what is supposed to be the most intellectually and digitally advanced era in the history of mankind. Like, case in point, last night, I tweeted this out. It was something meaningful to me, actually. I tweeted out last night, on which, on by the way, you can follow me on Twitter at ShukriWrites. That's where you can follow me with the blue check mark. I tweeted out saying that next week, Wednesday, a week from today, will mark the six-year anniversary of me making the move, the life-changing move to Boston. And that I basically was also saying that it's still pretty remarkable in terms of the journey that it has been so far. And even as I sit here doing the show, it's still absolutely remarkable that I've been here now six years. It'll come next week, Wednesday, exactly. 
And someone asked me on Twitter, because, of course, Twitter is a, is a cesspool. It's a cancer. And people, especially people who absolutely have nothing better to do with their lives, feel the need to make themselves feel a lot more important because they, they are lacking attention. They're lacking X, Y, and Z. So this one guy tweets at me in the replies, and who are you exactly? <laughs> That's hilarious. It, it truly is. I mean, so I'm going to go as far as um, <laughs> I want to go and, and, and pull up the tweet. This is the tweet here. This guy, also known as, who more than likely doesn't have the, the balls to actually post his real picture. And he is someone that's known as, literally, his Twitter handle is called, at, also known as. He goes, and you are, and my response was, find out yourself. My, that was my response. Find out yourself. You know, if you're going on to a public, figures, a public figure's page for the first time and you don't know who that person is, do yourself a favor and, and use Google. My guy. And, of course, one of my supporters literally responds to him. You're new, you're new here, aren't you? <laughs> See... I, I really do love and appreciate my supporters because if there's one thing that I've learned about them throughout this whole thing is the fact that when they're down for you, they really are down for you. They're right for you. But when you're on some BS, they'll also call you on your BS. And I love that. I, I absolutely love that because that tells me like, yo, yo, New Englanders, especially Bostonians, that tell you bluntly exactly how they really feel about you. They don't give a rat's ass. I had that conversation once with my mother, not long after I moved here, and she didn't really understand at first. Like, why are people here so blunt? And like, you have to spend an absorbent amount of time among the locals, making friends, interacting with people here, in order to really understand. They'll tell you exactly if they if they like you or if they don't f with you. They'll tell you straight to your face. In fact, my closest friends here locally, they are exactly like that. They'll tell you, "Nah, I don't I, I don't like you. Like you you are a real piece of crap." I'm and I'm using language that's only suitable for radio. But for those of you that are listening out there, you know exactly what that means. And if someone's really being nice to you here locally, that doesn't mean that they're being genuinely nice. They're, they really don't like you. I'm just amazed by the people who continue to troll, continue to, you know, try to do their best to get my attention and get my un underneath my skin and there are times where i have had to respond and there are times where i said you know what you're not even worth my time but it's challenging it really is 
And I had a conversation with someone yesterday who I'm not going to give away his name on the air about an opportunity that's coming up. And the one thing that came up, and I had to try to explain to him, and even then I don't think he really fully understood. And it was when you are someone that is a public figure when you're someone that is a rising name, especially here in this city, in this market, where people know who you are. And there are times there are people that are absolutely going to hate you, whether if it's for nonsensical reasons or reasons that you yourself will never truly understand why or for, for the mere fact that it is you and not them. Oftentimes, it, 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 it is a challenge, especially when you're not used to dealing with something like that, when you're not used to dealing with criticism or, or the vitriol and, and, and so forth and things of that nature. Things that I had to deal with in 2022, which is really the God out of truth. It, it helps you grow up fast. It helps you grow up fast in a sense of you're now a public figure. People are aware of who you are and what you do. You have a pretty sizable following on social media. You got to be very careful because people are out there looking for you to slip up and fall. That's what 2022 taught me. And that's part of the reason why. I want to, you know, starting today, and, I, and I'm glad to have done this segment in which I call it weirdness of the day. It's more of pull the curtains back, let the audience in, give them an opportunity to understand who I am and what I am and why I am the way that I am. Because people would think that, well, you're just this way because X, Y, and Z. No, there's a method to my madness. There's a method to everything that I have done and continue to do. I am who I am. You either like it or you hate it. I don't give a damn. That's me. I've held back a lot in my life. So you better understand that now I'm coming with fire. And if it's and if it's too if it's too much for you, then tune out. Nothing else I can tell you about that. We are so late on station identification that it's not even funny. It just dawned on me like, bud, you probably need to do station ID now. Actually, I got a few seconds left, so that's exactly what we're going to do. It's time for station identification. You're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Hey, this is Scruffy Wallace, Dropkick Murphys, and you're listening to WMFO Medford. Ninety-one-five WMFO Medford. And this is Ed from Deerhoof. Yeah. You are listening to WMFO in Medford. Yeah. 
Hey, this is Colin Malloy of The Decemberists, and you're listening to WMFO Medford. And we are back. Welcome back to the Shukri Red Show, hour number two of the program, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Touch Free Farm Radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org, wherever you may be. However you may be listening, thank you for making this show part of your Wednesday morning. As it is now 10.06 a.m. And for those of you that are listening live, I appreciate you always. And those of you that are going to be listening to the show on demand on podcast, on the Shukri's podcast, thank you. I appreciate you as always. Sometimes being a maniac gets you places in life. Some will understand, some won't. Point is, learn to be you. Find you. Because a lot of people out here really are frankly very lost. They don't know who the hell they really are. And in sports, oftentimes than not, I find it funny how sometimes the media likes to attack what they don't understand. I mean, if we're going to be completely honest, and for those of you that are old enough, you're about to understand the reference I'm about to make. Go back and look at how the media treated Dennis Rodman. I'm dead serious. I'm talking about during his playing days. Specifically his playing days. Obviously, yeah, he's had his controversies post-playing career. Most notably him going to visit the um, the North Korean dictator um, just a few years back. But I'm talking about during his career. I'm sure many of you remember the Dennis Rodman interview with the late Barbara Walters. Amongst other notable media hits, and as well as his relationship with Carmen Electra. I believe this was back in 1998, if I remember correctly. The media likes to attack what they don't understand. But what I do understand is this. See, when you are a complete dink, you are an absolute dink. When people who have been around you long enough know That when you are a complete moron, you are truly a moron. And Kyrie Irving fits the billing perfectly. Better than any other athlete that I can think of in the NBA currently right now. So, when the news broke that Kyrie Irving was being traded to the Dallas Mavericks. I, for one, was like, oh. So, the man asks for a trade and he gets his trade request fulfilled. Oh, okay. And you know what's funny about that? Is that for the life of me, I don't understand Kyrie Irving as it pertains to his antics. I truly don't get it. Now, the man has a right to stand on for what he believes in in terms of what he did during the bubble. I Okay. You think that player should, you know, like, set out in in terms of 
you know, protests and police brutality. Okay, fine. You don't have to agree with it. That was the stance back then. Sure. But this is the same guy who two years later basically got rammed and slammed, and I was one of them. I slammed him on social media that he wants to come out and basically retweet or like a tweet that was filled with anti-Semitic tropes, things along that, that nature and whatnot. And he got slammed by the media, met with the NBA commissioner. He had an eight-game suspension and so forth. And that supposedly left a sour taste in Kyrie Irving's mouth. Well, what do you know? He's been playing well when he was healthy. When he's healthy and he's been healthy for a while now, playing absolutely terrific basketball. And what's funny is that days before the trade request, I literally said to myself, he's been quiet for too long. I don't know what it is. But whenever someone with such supreme talent, but with such a mercurial personality, is quiet for too long when they are known to be loud, pompous, and and a very unwavering, wailing, Child, or should I say man-child, you know something's coming up. It's like the misbehaved child who has been quiet for too long. You know their tendencies. You know what they're about. You know their, their persona at a certain point, having dealt with them long enough. You know that he's up to something no good. So when Kyrie Irving sells the Brooklyn Nets, Josiah, the owner, trade me. You don't think for one moment that this is a byproduct of I need to absolutely get the hell out of here? That's exactly what this was. He was too quiet for too long. I guess he needed time to think about whether he wants to be in Brooklyn or not. Whoops. (laughs) Whoops. And he said, you know what? Get me out of here. I don't want to be here no more. All right. We'll pack your bags for you. We'll sing to the JFK. Vamos. Assalamu alaikum. Peace. And he's in Dallas now. Ladies and gentlemen, what I like for you to know about me is that When it comes to Kyrie Irving, I hold no punches. I hold no punches when it comes to a lot of different things. But when it comes to Kyrie Irving in particular, the one thing I don't understand is him feeling that he was not appreciated or he was not respected. I have one major question for that, and I'm dead serious here. I want to understand, Kyrie, like, what do you mean not being respected? Can you explain that to me? 
Like, I mean, please do. I mean, i like for you to please explain to me how is it that you were not respected in Brooklyn? Should we run down the whole list of things that the Brooklyn Nets absolutely catered to? Let's start with the fact that you sat out the NBA bubble. The Nets supported you. You refused to get the vaccine. The Nets still supported you, although you couldn't play in the home games. Yet, every time you had a a prima donna, every time you had a prima donna like request, you went to the Brooklyn Nets and asked for them to cater to your needs. So the moment they refused to back you and support you, when you got completely annihilated by the sports media at large, including yours truly, I don't feel respected. I don't feel like I'm respected. I feel like I'm tolerated. Don't be someplace where they they feel tolerated. Go somewhere where you're respected. Like, buddy, you had your ass kissed in Brooklyn. And I genuinely do feel for um for Kevin Durant. <laughs> because it's 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 hilarious how life works. And I'm pretty sure that Kyrie Irving is about to do to the Dallas Mavericks, what he has done to the Cleveland Cavaliers, to the Boston Celtics, and now the Brooklyn Nets. Just because someone moves to a new place doesn't mean that they changed. They are who they are in different skin covering. That's what that is. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's got to be one of the most comical things that I've seen in the NBA in quite some time. We're going to go on a music break. Coming up next. Did I ever tell you why I am so looking forward to this weekend? <laughs> it's Super Bowl week, for God's sakes. But we haven't even talked about the Super Bowl yet. Oh, we're going to do that all right. You better believe that. Coming up next here on the Sugar Red Show, 91.5. F-M-W-M-F-O in Medford. Yo, what up, yo? This is Ghostface. You're listening to WMFO Medford, 91.5. Y'all know what it is, one. We're coke and a dollar bill stems and crack capsules. Dr. Lester Grinspoon, Associate Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry at the Harvard Medical School. Back in 1966, concerned that so many young people were harming themselves through the use of marijuana, I began to review the medical and scientific literature to help clarify the nature of this harmfulness. Much to my surprise, I discovered that it was a substance remarkably free of toxicity. In fact, 
it is far safer than any pharmaceutical or recreational drug. There is no record of a single overdose death from its recreational or medicinal use. Marijuana is one of the most studied substances. I believe that it is high time that this country reconsider its stance on cannabis.
Welcome back to the Shakur Show, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tusk, Free Farm Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. Of course, I had to show some love to Rihanna as she is performing this weekend at the Super Bowl 57 halftime show, which, by the way, the game is on Fox this Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff, the single greatest Sunday of the year. And Rihanna's part of that. I can't wait. But that's not the reason why I'm actually looking forward to Sunday. I have a lot of reasons why, but none more bigger than the fact that I will be in Philadelphia on Sunday. I'll be in Philadelphia on vacation beginning this Saturday. Spend time with family, visit my mother who I haven't seen in six months. Can't wait to see her and the rest of my family, my closest extended family. It's going to be great. Can't wait. So... I was talking to a colleague about this yesterday, and I was telling him what I'm about to tell you, and that is that I'm going to be in Philly, Bowl Sunday in Philadelphia, and his eyes lit up like a Christmas tree, and he said, Shoo, you're going to be in Philly on Super Bowl Sunday, and the Eagles are playing in the Super Bowl. You know, I'm like, yes, I'm going to Philadelphia. But number one, family. I want to see my family. I want to see my friends, my closest friends that are extended family. But then 1A, that's not even number two. It's 1A. I want to see chaos in Philadelphia. I want to see chaos up close, impersonal, Sunday night. Whether the Eagles win or lose, it's going to be epic. (laughs) Listen, Boston, I have seen... Some epic celebrations since I moved here nearly six years ago. I saw the Red Sox win the World Series in 2018. I saw that celebration, although I'm not a Red Sox fan, but I saw it. I was at the parade. That was epic. I was here when the Patriots beat the Rams in Super Bowl 53 four years ago. I was here. I was in the midst of the celebration in downtown Boston, which was truly special. And the more that I reflect on it and look back at all videos that I took from that night, it was incredible. But I am sure that somewhere in the back of my mind that the chaos that is truly going to ensue in Philadelphia may pale in comparison to what I've seen here in Boston where Boston is the best sports city in the country. Philadelphia is the craziest sports city in the country. Now, let me differentiate between the two. Boston sports fans, there's nothing that compares them to any other major market in the country. Not even New York. And all of you know that I'm from New York, born and raised. But even Boston sports fans 
don't even compare to New York sports fans. They don't. But what I will tell you is this. Philadelphia, as someone who has lived in Philadelphia, who lived in the Philadelphia area for many years prior to moving to Boston and knows the city and knows the region very well, I will guarantee you this. If they win on Sunday night, it will be a celebration unlike anything we've seen. And that's even more remarkable considering that the Philadelphia Phillies were painfully close to winning the World Series. But it just didn't work out. The Eagles, if they win, and knowing that the Eagles are truly the heart and soul of Philadelphia, of Philadelphia sports, they really are. It's not even debatable. It's not even up for debate. I'm telling you this for a fact. That the Eagles are truly the heart and soul of the city of Philadelphia. If they win on Sunday, I I am telling you right now. I think their celebration may be, just might be, the wildest thing that I've seen. And if they lose, the anger of that series, that city rather, will be unlike anything that I've seen from any other city in a while. In fact, just to give you an inkling of an idea, I'm just going to play this clip just very briefly, about a minute and a half long, of what it sounded like in Philadelphia the night they won the Super Bowl five years ago. Unfortunately, against the Patriots. This is what it sounded like, ladies and gentlemen. Because, see, Philly... I will tell you, I don't, I, I don't get what it is. What is it about that city? But there's something about the attitude of that city and the people that reminds me so much of Boston. I'm going to tell you exactly what that is after I play this clip for you. This is courtesy of CBS Philadelphia from February of 2018, five years ago. Here it is. Before we get to that, let's take another look. Mm-hmm. We're to take a look back. Let's at do it. An amazing and, of course, memorable night. Yes! We did it! The Eagles, ladies and gentlemen, Super Bowl champions. What'd you think of that game, buddy? It was amazing! The city. Broad and Walnut, Chestnut, all the way down South Broad Street here. They're popping champagne bottles in the middle of Frankfurt and Cotman Avenues. From South Philly to Frankfurt and Cotman to West Philly to North Philly to the Great Northeast, the entire city, the suburbs. <laughs> this is the suburb representing. This is what it's about celebrating the Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles. I'm crying, man. I'm crying. I'm crying, yeah. I'm so excited, man. Congratulations. He did it. He brought us the Super Bowl! 
That was five years ago. And I was here actually watching the game, Super Bowl 52, at the draft in, in Alston. For those of you that know about that place, know that place absolutely rocks. I was here. But Sunday I'll be in Philadelphia. I want to see chaos. I am looking forward to chaos so much that I want to see these people either celebrate out of happiness or celebrate out of anger. Either way, Philadelphia is going to turn up on Sunday, one way or the other. And for the crazy sports fan that is me and being a sports radio personality that I am, I actually want to see chaos. I want to see people climb on top of the SEPTA bus. I want to see people, you know, running buck wild somewhere in the SEPTA subways of Philadelphia and running into a, a, a concrete pillar going absolutely bananas or just just acting maniacal. Because let's be honest, sports brings out either the best or the worst in us. Don't sit here for one minute and try to act as if you're holier than now. Oh, we don't act that way. Baloney. That's a bunch of crap. Stop it. Stop it. Sports brings out the best and the worst of us. That's just the truth. <laughs> the number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call into the show. We have hit another break. And coming up next on the other side of the break, as we still got a little less than a half hour left of the show. <laughs> Man, listen. It's Super Bowl week. How are you feeling about the game? Let's talk about the game. Shall we? Bet. We'll talk about the game and much more coming up next on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Sugar Ray Show, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Ready for our little forest adventure? Yes! We're here! Whoa! That was fast! There's a forest closer than you think. Find a park or forest near you and music inspired by nature at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by USDA Forest Service and the Ad Council.
S S S M M M. What up, though? Welcome back to the Sugar Red Show, ninety one point five FM WMFO in Medford, Tus Farm Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app on the and as well as WMFO.org. Number to call in is 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. Since this is the last show before the Super Bowl, I will tell you that I'm looking forward to the shenanigans on Sunday. Because I'm going to be honest with you, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, is the perfect day to go for a massive freaking walk around the city of Philadelphia. Of course, help my mom cook. No, I'm not going to leave her to do all the work by herself. Hell no. 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 I'll help her cook. But I'm going to tell her, Mom, I'm going for a nice little walk around Philadelphia. I'll be in South Philadelphia. I'm sure I'll find my way to Center City. I'm sure the conversation will more than likely be about the Eagles and nothing but the Eagles. It's going. It's Sunday. I am ready. I'm ready for the game to be now. Like I'm ready. I'm not even an Eagles fan. <laughs> I'm not. Like I'm a Patriots fan. But I will tell you this. I have been on this train now for a better part of the last, I'd say, three weeks, so to speak. That this is a team that I genuinely feel as if that they have a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl as much as the Chiefs does. Now, what do you think of the game? Well, this is what I honestly think. The Chiefs come into a game in which that they have a chance. They have the best quarterback in the league in Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, in a year that many people thought that the Chiefs' offense was going to take a step back. In fact, I think they were equally as good, if not even better. Why? Ball distribution. And yes, losing McCall Hardman is a loss. He's on injured reserve, which means he is not going to play in the Super Bowl, which it's a tough blow. However, you like what you've seen in terms of the toughness and the grit of Patrick Mahomes playing on a high ankle spring. That run that he had in the AFC Championship game that get that first that big first down. Ooh. That was stuff of legend right there, ladies and gentlemen. And as well as the, the Chiefs defense. I mean, you gotta give respect where it's due. You know, Chris Jones and Fred Clark. Those are two of the best interior linemen in the league. And listen, I think it's going to come down to the battle of the quarterbacks. And it's going to come down to who doesn't turn the ball over. How do I feel about the run game? I think the run game is, it should be dominated by the Philadelphia Eagles. Between Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, I do think they are going to give that Kansas City Chiefs front seven absolute fits because Miles Sanders is the type of running back that you know he can run the ball out of the backfield but he can also be a factor in the pass game as well and then oh oh, by the way also Jalen Hurts isn't just a quarterback that can beat you with his arm 
as he's done repeatedly to teams over and over and over and over again throughout the entire season and postseason, this is someone who can also beat you with his legs as he's done again and again and again all season long. So my question to the Kansas City Chiefs was, really would be, how do you stop Jalen Hurts? I don't think you can. I think you try to play a game of keep away as much as possible. Because we've seen this time and time again. When Jalen Hurts is healthy, he has been unstoppable this entire season. Well, the Eagles haven't played any good teams. Are you going to really hold that against anybody? They're not the ones that make the schedule, for God's sakes. They're not. They played and they dominated the teams in which they needed to dominate. And the games that Jalen Hurts missed, by the way, Gardner Minshew wasn't terrible. He had one really good game. The other two were eh, average. But I'm sure Eagle fans were saying this during that stretch in which that, you know what, we'd rather struggle now than a struggle in the playoffs. And it turns out that they, they were right. They were absolutely right. The Chiefs, on the other hand, the one thing that I'm not concerned about is whether if Travis Kelsey would get his touches. He's going to get his touches, all right. He's going to have his imprint on this game. I am curious to see how big of a role is Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to have in this game. Because if he can get going, it's going to be a dogfight. It is going to be a dogfight. And as much as we talk about the battle of the quarterbacks between Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, and rightfully so, because those two quarterbacks are two of the best freaking cheat codes there is for any NFL offense in the NFL today. They are. You go get you a human cheat code like Patrick Mahomes, you're winning at least 63, 65% of your games. You get yourself a cheat code like Jalen Hurts, like what he has done so far under Nick Sirianni, you're winning at least 70% of your games. The proof is in the pudding, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'll even post to you this question. Who would you say is going to be the biggest factor in this game? Who? Not including the quarterbacks. For me, the answer to that for the Eagles, I think is going to be A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was acquired from the Tennessee Titans to be the number one receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles this season. He has been everything that the Eagles can ask for and then some. Hell, having A.J. Brown, a big-bodied receiver like him, has made the offense open up even more. That was something that they didn't have in 2021. They didn't have a true number one receiver in 2021. No disrespect to, to Devontae Smith. No disrespect to Alshon Jeffries. 
that they didn't have that, but they have that now. And dare I say, A.J. Brown is the best number one receiver, in my opinion, that the Eagles have had since Terrell Owens in 04. I really believe that. We talk about size. You talk about strength. You talk about his ability to separate and, and get the ball at the highest point. We talk about all the intangibles that make a number one receiver like A.J. Brown so dominant. Even when he's not being targeted, he's still a factor that secondaries have had to game plan for. And I'm not so sure that the Kansas City Chiefs had the secondary to game plan for A.J. Brown. I'm not even sure they have the game plan to be able to, to to adequately guard against this Eagles receiving core that has been absolutely lethal this season. So, this now boils down to one simple question. What's your prediction? The game is going to be decided in the trenches. It is going to be a battle between offensive line and defensive line. Let me explain. Super Bowl 57 will be decided in the trenches. Is the Eagles offensive line that has been the best offensive line in the NFL this season, hands down, no questions asked, going to be up to the task to stop and slow down the Kansas City Chiefs pass rush that has been problematic at times at various different points of the season and the postseason as well. Because you know damn well that Steve Spagnuolo, the current defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, who also once upon a time was the the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants in 07, he is going to dial up the blitz. You know that's coming. So it's going to come down to Eagles offensive line versus the pass rush of the Kansas City Chiefs. Which one is going to win and which one is going to dominate? And that is going to be the the telltale of your Super Bowl that's coming up on Sunday. My prediction for this game, to wrap it up before we go to a music break, I got the Eagles winning this game. It's going to be 31-28. I got 31-28 Eagles winning Super Bowl 57 out in the desert in Arizona. The number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-9636 is the number to call in. As we are going to music break now, but before we do, here we go. Coming up next, final thoughts of the show, plus a preview of what is coming next at 11 o'clock here at 91.5 FM WMFO. In Medford, this is Shukri Wrights. Yours truly, you're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO. In Medford, Tusk, free from radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org.
sounded too desperate. I need love and affection. Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Touch Free from Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Got a couple of more minutes left in the program here with you today. 
to 11 a.m. That is where Dance Music Express is going to take over from 11 a.m. till noon. So stick around for that one. As I look to my right and I notice that there's there's a very odd phone stick to the likes I haven't seen in quite some time. That got that really just got me annoyed. I'm like, what the hell am I looking at? Like I remember seeing this being a thing in New York. Walking around Times Square like several years ago, thinking that this would be a thing in the past, but but no, clearly it's still a thing because this gentleman still got it like in studio, and I'm looking at it, I'm like wondering if if he's actually going to use it as some sort of a webcam, or I mean, please do 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 tell because I I'm more perplexed more than anything right now, so like I I'm just genuinely curious as to like what what is this and what's on deck. <laughs> Well, uh, hey, thanks for introducing me, uh, my show, Dance Music Express. I'm not into computers, all right? I'm not oh, you're into not? That, I'm not into that, like, Instagram stuff and all that. <laughs> I'm a, what? You know, we're old, okay? Maybe you're not. I'm old. Oh, jeez. But I've got this uh, I, this little camera thing, and mm-hmm. I, I never I bought one of these for $11, and it has a light on it and everything. I don't know how to use it. Oh, really? But I'm glad well, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it definitely has a purpose for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I always still have a few minutes. You do you watch Super Bowl at all? Uh, do I look like I'm in shape to watch that kind of stuff? I, I mean, do I look like in shape to watch the Super Bowl? But but here we are. I ain't gonna answer that question. You're, you're twice my size. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. I, I I'll give you that. But um, what do you have um, on deck for today's show? Well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start working on my pre-noon time workout. So okay. I, I like to get the people out there a little bit, walk around the campus and wherever my listeners are, thank mm-hmm. God. And I do top 40 and dance music and, um, you know, stuff like that. So I, um, I, um, going to kind of stay with my format. You know, I, a lot of my listeners are very popular in Italy. I don't know why. <laughs> Can you imagine? Do you play a lot of, like, techno and dance music? I'm more dance music. Yeah, I'm more dance. I like mixing and blending and stuff. I've been in the nightclubs for many ah, years. Ah, so, okay. Like I said I'm old, you know. <laughs> oh, stop it. Age ain't nothing but a number. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm going to tie a little sports to, to music here. Now, okay. it's Sunday morning, mm-hmm. Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. What should people listen to as they're getting ready for Super Bowl parties, wherever they're going to be watching the game and so forth? What what should they be listening to? Well, if it was me, I'd be, you know, spinning some nice, like, funk or soul and then kick them with some Motown. Then I'd work them into a dance set after the mm. party of course. continues. And... Uh, uh, I, I definitely would. Uh, Maybe a little, a little um, Smokey Robinson. Oh Lord, have mercy! Absolutely. Mm. Kidding me? Yeah. That, that sounds. That sounds like a plan right oh, now. Man. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. Absolutely, and I mean, it's it, it's hard to believe that the NFL season is coming to an end now. But with that being said, it's also the dawn of the start of spring, so to speak. Yeah. I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I had no heat the other night. The heat when I went minus twelve. Oh, my heat goes I, I have. Oh, I, I got something for you for that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I felt that because so part of my aggravation in the last few days has been the fact that on Saturday that was the case. I didn't have heat in my apartment. Mm-hmm. There was no hot water either, mm-hmm. or very little of it. it. Was there maybe for a moment, then gone. So I was pretty annoyed. I lost the, uh, my kitchen froze up, but I saved it. Luckily, I put oh, a heater. Oh, thank goodness, yeah. yeah. Got a heater under the sink, and I saved that. And then the heat's working fine now. It was minus 12 degrees out. Yeah. Heat shuts down. Now it's fine. It's 50 out. We're okay it, it, Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, like, now, like, 
though, but like the lack of hot water has got me like all hot and bothered. I'm like, listen, I, I don't do cold showers. I hear you. Like, especially when it's cold like this. Like, you, 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 in the summer, that's one thing. Like, yeah, you need to cool down your body a little bit. But yeah. now I'm like, now I'm not about to give myself a double whammy between lack of hot water and walking out to the cold after taking a cold shower. Brilliant idea. <laughs> Let me know how that works. <laughs> Is it fixed now? Did you fix it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope to find out tonight. Like, but, but we'll. We'll see, cause I'm just like, look, I don't know how people take cold showers. I mean, that's one thing, like, you know, people who work out and whatnot, and you know, like, that's like post workout recovery, like that. It's beneficial, yes. But if you're an everyday guy or gal or whatever you identify as, and you're going out into the cold, it's really cold showers the thing you want to be taking before you go out into the into the cold air and exposing your your, your pores to such elements. Like I don't know. Absolutely not. <laughs> that's why that is exactly why i posed the question because i like listen i like i like for my sanity to be challenged sometimes yeah like i mean i like to be also insane but i mean what do i know <laughs> but with all that being said so in about less than 90 seconds we are going to have dance music express come i'm stuck join the air at 11 a.m so stick around for some really good stuff but just real quick to the final thoughts of the show here on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Super Bowl Sunday, wherever you do, please, take laxatives. Because I know there's going to be a lot of people that's going to be eating wings and, and Philly cheesesteaks and barbecue if you're in Kansas City or wherever else that you may be listening or watching the game on Sunday. Take laxatives. Make sure that your insides are all cleaned out because you don't want to be full of crap. I mean, that that that's never the way to go. But with all that being said, have a blast, because I sure as heck will. I won't be here next Wednesday. I'll be in Philadelphia on vacation, so someone will be stepping in to fill in for me, unless unless someone across from me wants to fill in, and, and we'll be happy to do so. So, yes, you can fill in for me next week. Okay. Sounds um, like a plan. I, yeah, so, so 9 to 11. So you'll be, doing, you'll be on the air for three hours next week. Yeah, that's going to be a long time, man. <laughs> you better find a way to fill in three hours. <laughs> As a veteran of, three, of doing three-hour shows, I know what that's like, so... Yeah. Enjoy. I know. It'll be fun. We'll, we'll get through it. Absolutely. And that's going to do it for me. I am saying um, so long. 